Hey everyone, welcome to Totally Talking Sports episode 20. Uh, we finally cracked the twos. So, very exciting stuff. I'm here with Logan. We are missing Kyle today. Kyle got surgery um, for his raspy cigarette smoker lungs, um, but he is okay. Sent us a text message. He's he's in good health. Uh, he just has to rest for 10 days and speak as little as possible. So, um, we're excited to see how that goes because we all know Kyle's a talker. Yes. Um, but Logan, how have you been since the last episode that I was unfortunately away from? Since last episode, been good. Just been working long days. Yeah. Long days for me, getting my training done. But otherwise, been just hanging out as much as I can. I have the next couple of days off, so I'm taking full advantage of those. Absolutely. Watching some some good games this weekend. Yeah. How, how How's your sleep been? It's been fine. I, so I've been going in. My shifts were 10 to 8.30. 10 p.m. to 8.30 a.m. No, 10 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. Okay, that's not too it's bad. It's not bad at all. That's not yeah, too bad. It's not bad at all. And some of the nights we got out early just because we finished our stuff early. Right. We started out with like seven of us, and it's normally like a 20-person training course. And then We started out with seven, and then half of them were doing a different, so I'm like an order filler uh-huh. is what it's called, and the other people were just lift drivers, okay. so they're actually like doing something totally different right so that was four of them so the the, the third the first day was all seven of us the next three days were just three of us doing a the, bunch of yeah doing what should take 20 people you know but you guys still got done do. early yeah we got we got done early because it was like instead of having 20 people do the same thing it's just three of us doing the same thing so right. we were able to cut out a lot of time oh, i got okay. out yesterday at like 5 30 oh nice so it's been it hasn't been that bad at all starting up on this Monday, and we'll see how it goes. Right on. Uh, uh, yeah, on your own. No, so I had another trainer. Okay. As long as I need, essentially. Oh, nice. Yeah, so. <laughs> Do you I, really I'm feel a, like you need a trainer, though, at this point? Uh, Since a week. So, how... So, we haven't done anything on the floor, really, oh, okay. other than, like, driving. Okay. That's all we've done. So, I actually get, like, four days of with someone who, who knows what they're doing. My trainer's been there for 22 years. So oh, nice. kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah, uh, just having them like follow us. Yeah. And so we're stacking things properly and getting everything the right way and in a good time because that's that's the point of the job is yeah. to get things done fast. Uh, and then after that couple of days, then I should be on my own. Awesome. So. Right on. Um, I've been good. Um, had to work on school, uh, but other than that, just you know trying to watch some basketball, um, and just working. But so since Kyle's not here. We technically don't have Kyle for Kyle Sports News you didn't know you cared about. Yeah. Luckily, even though me and Logan did not communicate with this, we both took care of it. Yes. So we both have some Kyle Sports News you didn't know you cared about. I'm very excited about it. How do you want to do this? Rattle off one by one like go we do with it. our segments? Yep, go for it. Okay, awesome. So I will go first um, for Kyle Sports News you didn't know you cared about. Uh, Dustin Poirier officially signed his contract to fight Conor McGregor at the UFC 264 on July 10th. Uh, the location for the event has been announced, but it is expected to be open to fans. So, I do think Poirier wins this fight. Mm-hmm. I just think Conor McGregor's getting a little bit older, and he just he hasn't been looking like he has yeah. in the past. However, I think the only reason he would win this was because there's fans. Yeah, or if he can return back to his getting in the opponent's head. Right. I don't know if he's going to go back there. But... I, I, 
you know, I like that Conor McGregor's being a little bit more respectful now and stuff like that, but I also miss, you know, like, the Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz fights when it was just... Yeah. It was just... Just nasty. Yeah, they were just mean to yeah. each other. <laughs> I miss it. Throwing water bottles in the stands. <laughs> okay, I, I'll go with my first one then. I'll stick with UFC. John Jones tells the UFC that 8 to $10 million for an Nganu fight is way too low. Quote, way too low, eight to ten million dollars. <laughs> Derek Lewis' response, I'll take that fight for ten, eight million dollars. John Jones oh, yeah. said, give it to him. Also requested a release from the UFC if they aren't going to, if they're not willing to work with him on negotiating a price for that fight against Ngannou because he thinks it's going to be a monster fight. I just don't get it. I don't get it. You he, haven't fought in how long? How long has he not fought for? We been, had this conversation. It's been like two years. Two years, and you want more than $10 million to fight. Yeah. If anything, you should be taking whatever Dana White's giving you yeah. to get your name back out there. And if you win that fight, your your title contention, then you can start being like, no, dude, I need like 18. See, and that's the thing, is he hasn't fought in so long, and he's immediately getting a heavyweight title fight, which... That's already a gift yeah. that you're being given that fight. You didn't have to fight anyone else before that when there's already contenders. They could go Miocic for a trilogy. They could do Derek Lewis. There's so many options they have for John Jones to be making these demands. If I'm the UFC, with him demanding a release, I might just say, fucking leave, dude. Because yeah. he's, so, he's so much more pain than what he's worth. Because honestly, if you pay him what he wants and he loses, the whole thing is fucked. Yeah, he has to win in order for this whole for, for thing, to pay off. Yeah, for this whole ordeal to be worth it at all, he has to win. I do think though, like even like the only reason that UFC would or Dana White would do it was just because it, how much money it would bring in. Like you could pay John Jones like eighteen million dollars, and that fight just because it has John Jones on that card is gonna is prime. gonna bring in probably fifty million. Yeah, it it'll. Not, I don't think it'll break the pay-per-view record, no. but it'll be up there for one of the best what ones. What is the, the pay-per-view record for UFC? I don't know. It's one, it's one of the more recent ones. Right, yeah. Yeah, uh, so, John Jones, you're my bust right now. Yeah. Okay, uh, my second one. Chicago Bears coach Matt Nagy uh, has announced that he's returning to calling plays on offense. Oh, that's that's number one thing when a head coach is really fearing their job. Yeah, they feel the need to take back over, right? And so I didn't. I forgot this. I forgot this fact. But he actually had one coach of the year, um, which is crazy to me. Blows my mind. Um, but he confirmed on Friday that he will handle the play calling duties after temporarily ceding the responsibility to offensive coordinator Bill Lazor or Lazor for uh, a time last season. I'll go more into this into my uh, boom because oh. it's a great boom that connects with this. I love it. Okay, I'll stick with NFL. Okay, look at us go. Two two things. Lots of NFL players very displeased with the 17-game season. So I was wondering about that, how displeased the players would be. And they're pissed. Yeah. Yeah, Alvin Kamara was the first one to speak out against it. Well, so I can see why they're pissed, but they also cut down a preseason game. So I know starters don't play that much in preseason games. Yeah, those are the guys that are really mad about it. Right. And I also... If you're going to cut a preseason game, that kind of sucks because those guys that are trying to make the roster now have one less game. Right, those like unsigned, themselves. undrafted rookies are like, hey man, i got to prove myself in yeah. this fourth game might be the time where I prove myself. Yeah, now they're only going to have three and then you got another game. No one's going to finish 500 anymore. That's a shame. No. Yeah. That's a shame. We, no one's going to finish seven and nine. Yeah. If, if Jeff Fisher comes back into the <laughs> NFL... He's not fucking going seven and nine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah no, it, yeah. So lots of players displeased. 
We'll see if it leads to anything. I don't know when the CBA's up, if they're going to go on strike because of the games, or if they're going to have to renegotiate anything. We'll have to see when all that happens. Also, the NFL looking into a potential rule change to allow wide receivers and running backs to wear single-digit numbers again. Uh, oh, okay, so they couldn't wear single-digit. I like that, though. I like that, Because college, too. you know, you, exactly. number four, wide receiver. Yes. Blowing, you know, I, lo- I love it, that. It, it would I love be that. so fun to see wide receivers yeah. and running backs. Because when they, you know, I like them when they're wearing their... 10 to 20 jerseys yeah. or 10 to 19. Yeah. And I love seeing that. You and know? usually the guys that do that wear it because they can't wear their single digit number anymore. Right. So let them have it. I don't yeah. get I don't and get Absolutely. And how many people are wearing single digit numbers on a team? A quarterback, maybe. And a kicker and, and a, a punter. punter. And that's it. That's it. There's there's plenty of digits out there. Yeah. And it's ah, it's just dumb that they would. Like, what's the difference between if a guy wears 12 and 2? Yeah. What's the difference? Who do you think would be the first wide receiver to grab number one on his team? Number one? Oh, man. I'm trying <laughs> I to can see him being like Hollywood Brown or something like he'll, that. He'll wear five because he wore five in college. Okay. Uh, I was trying to think of like any wide receiver who wore number one in college. They'll probably just all revert back to what they wore in college because right. that's when you really pick a number that means something. I can't wait until they allow this rule. And then a kicker has like the number five or number four or something like that. And the receiver's like, hey, man, can I have your number? And you're like... No, man, I'm the uh, team's leading scorer in franchise points, so <laughs> yeah, no. le- yeah, my name's going to be in the rafters. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I, I love that. I, I love too. that. I love that. Okay. Major League Baseball announced Friday that it is moving the 2021 All-Star Game out of Atlanta in mm. response to a new Georgia law that has civil rights groups concerned about its yeah. potential to restrict voting access for people of color. Um. So, Georgia... You are a bust right now. Yeah. You're roasted. Um, I don't know what the law is. I didn't really look too much into it. But, I mean, if civil rights groups are concerned that it has to do with something with people of color. You obviously did something wrong. Right. And it, Okay. I'm not, you know, Georgia is a, a very predominantly people of color state, you know. It's, it's in the South. So. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you think that they would at least try to cater to those people way more. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. A little bit of refer- reparations kind of deal. They already had to go through enough. We don't need to go through more. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that that is that. What, what else you got? Uh, I will go college basketball, two coaches with some news. Roy Williams retiring. Yep. Kind of thought it was an April Fool's joke. Didn't turn out to be an April Fool's joke. <laughs> uh, and then Bill Self signs a lifetime deal to coach for Kansas. Yeah, so. I saw that. And good for Bill Self. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he deserves it. And I also saw that... Uh, I forget who said it, but they were saying that uh, Williams should pick his predecessor. It it, it should be. It should be. They, it should be like, hey, man, I want you to take over what I have done. Yeah. Normally, I wouldn't agree with that. But with a coach that's that storied and that successful and that meaningful to a program, you kind of have to give them that. Right? Yeah. I and mean, he's won the national championships. He's the, what, the third most winning coach all time in college basketball history. you you got to let him... It's probably going to be someone from his own staff, anyways. He's going to know them best, right? It makes and that's sense. how Rory Will- or Williams got the job. Yeah, I mean he 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 got it from being an assistant to what's his name? I read the biography, um, but what was the UNC coaching Dean for? Smith. Dean Smith. Yeah, so he was on Dean Smith's coaching staff. Um, so that's yeah, I agree. Um, my next one back to the NFL. The Atlanta Fa- uh, Falcons are headed back to London. So uh, organize organization announced it will serve. As the home team for one of NFL's international series game at Tottenham Hotspur in 2021, 
Um, so last year, you know, before last year, they had been doing London games a bunch. Um, they couldn't last year. So going back to London this year, uh, that'll be good to see. I always like those London games because I get to wake up on Sunday extra early, like at yeah. 6 a.m. and watch an NFL game. Good games, just, it's even just longer. extra football. Yes. Um, so that's going to be great. What else you got? Last one I have is Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport's DM oh, leak. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is one of my... Uh, you can it, you, we can go over it. That's fine. It's actually uh, one of my roasts. My roast is NBA slash Michael Rappaport. Yeah, got Kevin <laughs> Durant. Flame. Kevin Durant's a fucking savage. <laughs> he does not hold flame. back. He does not hold back ever, and he even does it just on Twitter in general. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't hold shit back. So I'm not surprised by any of the language or anything that was said no. in there. Michael Rappaport, you're kind of a bitch yeah. for posting that. That's yeah. no, why? Yeah. What's, what's the point of that? What, what is the point of that? Yeah, no one cares. Yeah, like, nobody cares. And also, nobody cares really about you, dude. Yeah. And the fact that you posted that, that just made you look like more of a bitch because Kevin Durant absolutely owned your ass. Yeah. He got fined $50,000 for Yeah. <laughs> don't really... I mean, I get it, but I don't. That's some change. It is. It is. I think the NBA is just like, all right, we kind of have to do something, do something about yeah. this because, like... It kind of does look bad, but, dude, Kevin Durant got his ass. <laughs> All right, my next one. Um, going back to Tiger Woods, the Los mm-hmm. Angeles County Sheriff says detectives have determined what caused Tiger Woods' crash um, in Southern California last month, but would not release details, um, citing unspecified privacy concerns for the golf store. Golf star. Golf store. Um, yeah. But I I think everyone wants to know. Um, I know. It just makes me nervous that they're keeping it a secret. Yeah, I, can, I don't like that. Yeah, I can see that because it gets people thinking like, well, if it was just an accident or like something right, it was supposed weird to be. Happened. Yeah, it was supposed to be just an accident, and it had been released that Tiger had no alcohol or drugs in his system. I'm pretty sure that was already released. Yeah, I think so. So if that's fabricated, this is going to be a huge scandal, and I don't want it to be. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a huge scandal. I think it's just gonna. It'll probably just go away. Yeah, I mean, I think if they would have said what the cause was, it would have gone away faster. But I don't think there was anything that happened that was really bad. I think right. it was maybe he just took his eyes off the room. Maybe he was texting. Who knows? Right. I don't think it was anything ridiculous where he was, you know, putting other people in danger too. Bad. Yeah, and I, maybe maybe it was just like he was texting or something like that. Yeah. And if so, then like, all right, big fucking deal. You could release that though. Yeah, you could release that. Like, oh, I was texting on my phone. Shouldn't have been doing that. Lesson learned, you know, hey, kids, you know, don't text and drive, blah, blah, blah. It could have been a whole big thing, but it just makes me a little nervous. It just makes me a little nervous. All right, you got anything else? I do not. Okay, awesome. So that is going to wrap it up for Kyle Sports News You Didn't Know You Cared About. Kyle, I hope that you enjoyed this segment of Kyle Sports News You Didn't Know You Cared About. Hope we did you proud. Yeah, hope we did you proud. Okay, so let's go ahead and go into some NCAA basketball. Yep. You guys already talked about Sweet 16. We talked about the first day of Sweet 16, kind of. Okay. And then the, oh yeah, we talked about the first day of Sweet 16, and then we were recording during the Gonzaga game. Okay. So we didn't cover uh, USC, UCLA, and that's about it. Okay, so what do you think about the Oregon-USC game? USC took care of Oregon. Very easy. I thought it would very be. A, I thought it would be a battle. I thought it was going to be a very close game. Just didn't have an answer for Evan Mobley, I guess, down low, no. which surprised me because they had an answer for Luca Garza the game before. Right. Well, I think. I think like you were like you had said before. I think the whole thing was, you know, Oregon literally just focused on him, and then instead of instead of 
focusing on like Evan Mobley and letting other USC players beat him. They just tried to play just like a regular game. Mm, yeah. And that wasn't going to work out for them. Yeah. So they got their asses handed to them in that game. And then the other one was UCLA dominating Alabama. That game was not as good as it should have been, really. And, no. And Alabama, I don't know how they just didn't show up for that game. Uh, Jaime Jacquez was the one that was the leader for UCLA in that game. And you know what? And that like surprised me. Like he did good, seventeen points, eight rebounds, three assists. But like, like you know, like who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, I have no idea. They just got a balanced offense yeah. in that game. And the leading scorer for Alabama was Keon Ellis, ten points. Yeah, no, the, the Alabama's offense did not show up. For it that just game. it was it was terrible. Yeah, they did outscore. Um, out. I mean. That buzzer beater was crazy. Yeah. Right. So then at that point, because I had Alabama, of course, and I had I put money on Alabama, so I saw that buzzer beater and I was like, "Holy shit!" But then in overtime, you know, you let UCLA go out to an eight nothing run. Yeah. Like it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You just you just got lucky. You think all the momentum was going for Alabama going into overtime. Yeah. They and fell then they apart just, at the end. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. They them falling apart at the end. I should have said the overtime was not as close as it should have been. The the game itself was fantastic. Yeah. When it got to overtime though, UCLA just looked dominant. It just looked absolutely dominant. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, unfortunately for uh you know Oregon, I think we were all kind of pulling for Oregon a little bit. Yeah. Um. But you know, just USC just. Played big ball. I mean, Isaiah White was the leading scorer, though. 22 points. He scored a bunch. I mean, Oregon had an almost 30-point score. Yeah. 28-point double-double. Yeah. They, so. Yeah, they have... Oregon didn't have a star, I feel like. That's, yeah. At this point, you need to have a star player. And, and once you get this deep, you need someone that can take over a game. Yeah. And then, like, Alabama has those players, but they those just players didn't just up. didn't do anything. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's why, you know, high seeds go out is when their stars yep. do not perform. So that makes complete sense. So let's go ahead and go into the Elite Eight. Yes. Okay, so Houston beats Oregon State. First half wasn't even close, 34-17. Oregon State looked like they forgot, like like Oregon State was supposed to be. Yeah, how they should have been playing the whole <laughs> tournament. Like, yeah. yeah, they looked how, and then the second half, I mean, they did outscore Houston. Obviously, it wasn't enough. Um, I have the box score written for me. I don't even know why I'm looking at my computer for it, but because I printed it. Um, what what were you your thoughts on this game? It was way closer than it should have been. I mean, Houston has that guy in Quentin Grimes. Oregon State. I feel like they've just been getting lucky. I hate saying that because I feel like it diminishes a team, but God, it feels like they were just getting lucky the entire freaking tournament right. with uh, Ethan Thompson going off. And then this game, Ethan Thompson goes for 11 points. Yeah, 3 for 12 from the field, 0 for 2 for 3. But even Houston starters, that's why I think it was closer than it should have been because Quentin Grimes shot 30% from the field. Uh, Sasser shot 5 of 19. You know, I mean, he did hit five threes. He only hit threes. Yeah. Uh, but I think what, what prevailed, you know, Houston over Oregon was, like, you know, like how it has been, you know, they got an extra five points off free throws. There you go. It's you know they won by six and they five got, points for free throws. They got an extra fifteen points off threes. Yeah, and they there shot you go. they shot thirty two threes. They're so reliant on the three ball. And they, but they shot thirty four percent. Yeah, they shot they shot fine. But teams that shoot that much over half of their shots were from deep. If you're hitting them, it's great. And against a team like Oregon State, you're going to be fine. Right. It's they've been so lucky. We, I think we talked about it. Uh, Kyle and I did. They haven't played a single-digit seed the entire tournament. 
Yeah. They played a 15, then they played a 10, now they played a 12, and now they get another one seed. Right. Like, that's, it's good, like, their luck was going to run out at some point. I thought they were the weakest two seed, because they didn't play anybody all season. Right, I mean, like, who'd they play? Memphis? Like, and Memphis Memphis is good. They won the NIT. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. They're good, and I thought Memphis should have been, at least in the play-in. With how, with how they dominated everyone in the NIT, they definitely should have been in the tournament. Absolutely. None of their games were close. No. So, you know, and and I'm pretty sure, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Memphis beat Houston in the regular season. That once. might that might have been one of their losses. I think once. I yeah. think once they beat them. And so it just, I think Memphis should have been in there. Um, and I think Memphis, Memphis would have done decent in the tournament, just looking at, you know, depending on what seed they got. But I, I think Memphis should have got a play in, mainly. And you know what? Statistically significant, uh, Houston shot 32.3% from the field. 34.4% from the three-point line. <laughs> yeah, it worked out for them. <laughs> it did. It did. It really did. Yeah. Okay, so Houston's moving on. Um, they are going to go ahead and play Baylor. So let's talk about Baylor versus Arkansas. My biggest thing with this game is Arkansas got in foul trouble. A couple of their big, you know, their really good players fouled out, or at least one of them did. Mm-hmm. Um, Just and it could be any better than crispy, juicy, <laughs> And I think that just, like, really hurt them. And, and, you know, yeah, that's that's the thing. Also, Arkansas, I mean, them having a good big in Moses Moody, that's their advantage, right? Any team that plays Baylor, if you have a good big, you're already at an advantage because Baylor does not have any size. Right. So them having Moses Moody go for 11 and he only gets five rebounds. You know, the fact that they still out-rebounded Baylor, but only by five when one of their best players is a... Oh, I'm sorry. Moses Moody is a guard. I'm thinking of Georgia Tech. Okay. Different player. But still, I feel like Arkansas has some good bigs. Good enough bigs that they should have been able to dominate more on the glass. And like you said, the foul trouble really came back to bite them. And then they also only went 3 of 11 from deep. Yeah, and, well, and that's the thing. So, like, they only shot 11 threes. And I think one of the biggest reasons why they stopped shooting threes is because Note, uh, or Note, or whatever yeah, his Note. last name, Note. I mean, he was 2 for 2 for 3 from three, but he fouled out in 15 minutes of action. Yeah. I mean, and he was, he was, he was the star of this game so far. I mean, he was five for six, two of two. He had, you know, it was just. Yeah. He scored 14 in 15 minutes. Yeah. With foul trouble. Right. With foul trouble. And so if he was not in foul trouble, I think this game would have been a little bit closer. And I think it was closer than the, the actual, or I think it was not as close as the score. Yeah. Depicted. Um, because, what Teague? Maceo Teague. Yeah, it, he's the one who has kind of a weird shot, right? Yeah, he like stutters. Yes, but he was he was. I mean, he's only went three for seven from deep. But those, I think those three, or it was two down the stretch, mm-hmm. where they were just just absolute butter clutch buckets as a team. Shot over fifty percent from deep. That's that's, that's what Baylor <laughs> Eight does. For Fifteen. Yeah, that's what Baylor Eight does. If one guy's having an off night, Maceo Teague not having the best night, three of seven, and then you have Jared Butler goes two of three. You have uh, Adam Flagler goes two of two. You know, like, they have guys that can make up for if someone has a not the best night. And they have other guards that can shoot that just didn't shoot. Like, yeah, Mitchell did, can yeah. hit a three. Didn't take any. No. He didn't need to. He also missed all his free throws. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they, you know, but I mean, so Baylor shot, hit 13 free throws, and Arkansas did shoot. It hit 17, so that did help him out a little bit. Yeah, neither team shot amazing from the line. No. Both in the 70s, mid-70s. But how often do college teams, you know, shoot, like, 
85 plus from the line. Yeah, they don't always shoot that much, but I feel like when you have a team like Baylor that has all these guards, I I always expect guards to make free throws. Bigs, I'm like, if you can make a free throw, that's great. Right. But guards should be making free throws at an 80% clip, in my opinion. Just if you're going to make it to the league, you can't shoot less than 80% as a guard. So for... Jared, or for Davion Mitchell to go 0 of 3 in a huge game like right. that, I was like, interesting. But it didn't come back to bite them at all. Did you ever try out for high school basketball? Yeah. Okay. Did you make the team? No. No. So I didn't either. And I, one of the biggest reasons, because I, you know, like, I was always so close, made the second cut, you know, all that crap. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, it wasn't high school, it was middle school. But I tried out both years of middle school, and, you know, it was so close every single time because I could hit jump shots, you know, mm-hmm. and I could dribble the ball. I could get it down the court, you yeah. know what I mean? I didn't have great ball handling skills or anything like that, but, you know, when you were a kid, so it wasn't, like, crazy. But the coach always came up to me and was like, hey, man, the reason why we picked this kid over you was because he, he you know, he made a couple more free throws than you. And so when I see college kids, like, miss free throws, I think the coach was just, you know, trying to make me feel better. But, you know, <laughs> in my mind, I'm sitting there watching these games, and I'm like, I think I could have made a free throw right there. You know? <laughs> so no, I, I feel that I didn't make teams because I was fat. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but were you were you tall as tall no, as you are now? No, you, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I was fat. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like because when because when you know we first met, you weren't you weren't that I, big. Uh, so when I moved up here, I stopped eating because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to college. Yeah, I was paying so, rent. Yeah, so I, I lost just... like I lost like probably like forty pounds in like two months because I oh, just well, I was having like. One meal a day, yeah, and it was Starbucks. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, the sausage and cheddar. Yeah. Okay, so don't really think we need to talk about Gonzaga USC. Yeah, no. Actually, Gonzaga. so funny day Tuesday here. Uh, I went in, made my bet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, took. <laughs> I'm just gonna break this down for you, okay? Okay. Took USC plus eight. Mm. Yeah, and then I went ahead and took Michigan minus six and a half, Ooh. and the over. Ah. So I went zero of three on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I went over three, so it was a bad day. Um. USC, like, after Gonzaga got out to their lead, USC just kind of, like, stayed in it. But Gonzaga just didn't let up, though. They were just like, like, Gonzaga would get within, like, 13. And I was like, okay, just, like, just get within. Like, I don't care if Gonzaga wins. They're the better team. Just, just get within eight. Just get within eight. And then Gonzaga would be like, no, no, dude, we're, we're just going to, we're going to show you how good we are again. The fact that Gonzaga can throw their backups in with, like, five minutes left in the Sweet 16 and then... I'm assuming they put their backups in at the end of this game. I stopped watching because it wasn't that close. Right. But, you know, the fact that they were up by 19 at halftime, that's when I stopped watching the game because I was like, okay, this game's over. Right. It was, the like, they probably put their backups in with a couple minutes left. If you can throw your backups on the floor in the Elite Eight, that's not fair. No, so Gonzaga played one, two, three, four, five people for a minute. They just took them in there and were like, hey, you just got, hey, go play in the Elite Eight, guys. And one of them scored. <laughs> yeah, one of them did score one and one, and he got an offensive rebound. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So what happened, just based on the stats of everyone playing one minute, is Julian Strother missed a shot. They got the offensive rebound and put it right back in. <laughs> that's, that's such a shame. That's so it sad. It is. Gonzaga's fucking ridiculous. They are very good. It. I mean, we'll, we can talk about it here in a second after. This next game. Yeah. So, UCLA beats Michigan. Um, I just... I don't get it. I just don't get it. So, the biggest downfall for Michigan, I knew it was going to happen at some point, I didn't know when it was going to happen, is them missing Isaiah Livers. He was a starter for them, and he hurt his foot 
right before the tournament started. Okay. And they really missed his presence. I think he would have definitely helped guarding guys like Johnny Juzang, who uh, scored <laughs> all of UCLA's <laughs> who points. Who obliterated Michigan. Scored 28 a- points. He shot 11 from 19. He didn't uh, didn't help out in any other way. Yeah. But... <laughs> he went, and he only went two of five from deep. He filled it up, and he only got two threes. And he was just shooting jumpers and, and driving. Yeah, it, it's. I think Isaiah Livers would have definitely helped on that front because Michigan, on, in their starters, they don't have a defensive stopper in well, that lineup. Well, and the lineup. fact that Wagner went one of ten. One yeah, no, of yeah, ten. he did not show up <laughs> at all. The whole, the whole team <laughs> shot awful from deep. Again, three of 11. UCLA shot even worse, three of 13. All right. But it's just, I, I just, it ran out for for Michigan. I knew it was going to happen. I didn't think UCLA, UCLA making an amazing run that I don't, I did not see coming at all. I didn't think they were beating Michigan State in the first four. Yeah. And then they got in and I was like, ah, I'll keep the pick. I think they're still going to upset BYU. And then they did. And I was like, oh, that's good. And then they just keep fucking winning. And I don't know how. And you know it's crazy. I mean, it always it always looks like these close games go down to like a, a a free throw type of stat where Michigan goes six for eleven if they hit two more free throws and went and go eight for eleven. It's a tie game. Yeah. So if you look at it and Dickinson, this their center. I mean, yes. it's a big man. He goes one of four or. Mike or M. Smith, who that's, goes over of two. Yeah, that's that's a point guard who's a grad transfer who should be making free throws. Right, you transferred there, and you should be able to make some free throws. Yes. So when you look at stuff like that, it's just that. I mean, it's a shame. Good, good on UCLA yeah. for going to the Final Four. You are going to get obliterated by Gonzaga. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's going to be another twenty point blowout. Yeah, easily. And it's uh, it's going to be. And I don't think Michigan would be able to keep up with Gonzaga either. No. But God. Yeah. It, but hey, you know what? Crazier things have happened. What what seed was Butler when they made the championship against Duke? Uh, I I think they like were a, like a five seed, or were they like a four? They're probably a five seed. I'm trying to because I remember it was it was crazy that they made it. Let's see, uh, it would have been in twenty. Good old good old Gordon Hayward, man, missing that shot at the buzzer. Oh man, yeah. I mean it was from half court. Was it from half court? Yeah, it was from half court. Yeah. Yeah, you had a little little sidestep from half court. It was And it was close. It hit the rim and everything. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> I bet you yeah. always bet you were shitting yourself watching yeah, that. It was not not a great time. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I, I can't see seeds. Okay. So I mean I mean I'm assuming that um we both have just at this point just Gonzaga versus Baylor in the oh, final. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Gonzaga is gonna beat the shit out of UCLA, like yeah. they've done to everybody. And then Baylor I, they're just Houston hasn't played anybody. I think Houston can can play with them a little bit. So, however, and that's just a testament to Houston's toughness because they're it's that type of team. But I think Baylor's just skill, their speed is just going to be able to get past Houston as well as their defense. But Baylor, or, uh, sorry, Baylor plays amazing defense. Yeah, and with Quentin Grimes being usually the only scoring option for Houston, they have a couple more that are all guards. Though Houston doesn't have any good bigs. So with all their scoring options being guards, that's Baylor's bread and butter. Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell will lock up any guard. Yeah. So I just don't see Houston scoring that much right. in this game. Yeah, absolutely. And then yeah, just Gonzaga. So who do you who do you, who do you want to win? Between uh, Gonzaga versus Baylor, I'm feeling like you're gonna go Baylor. I'm gonna go Baylor, and I put down the only reason I'm picking Baylor is because of the sti- the statistics against Gonzaga going undefeated. It hasn't happened since, like, 76. Right. Which, it's been 50 years, it's probably about time someone goes undefeated, and it would make sense in this weird COVID year where 
Gonzaga and Baylor were supposed to play early in the year. Yeah. And it didn't happen. And now here they are playing again. See who would have won the first time. Maybe in the who would have happened. I, I just... All the matchups tell me Gonzaga should win this game. Right. Baylor doesn't have a big that can match up against Drew Timmy, nope. who leads Gonzaga in scoring. They're not going to do anything on the glass. Baylor's biggest guy is Flo Thamba, who is like 6'8", 6'9". Drew Timmy's like 6'11". And he already can Timmy, score. He just looks like he wouldn't be that good at basketball. Oh, yeah, no. He, he almost went but to Duke. But he's a stud. Yeah, he almost went to Duke, too. Really? Yeah, and then he chose Gonzaga, and I was like, oh, okay, it's all right. Now I'm like, God fucking damn it. Yeah. That would have been real nice. Because yeah. he has a great back-to-the-basket game, and yeah. he plays good defense. So, yeah, Baylor doesn't have any size there. I think they'll lock up the guards, but that's not where Gonzaga makes their money. It's Corey Kispert and... I mean, Jalen Suggs is going to have yeah. a good game normally, and I don't think he'll have an amazing but game. But all Gonzaga has to do is like, okay, you guys are covering our guards really well right now. We're just going to drop it down. Yeah. I think the saving grace for Baylor would be if they have an off-night shooting against Houston and then catch fire against Gonzaga. Right. it's really hard to catch fire two games in a row. Right. So I think if they have an off-night against Houston and then still get that win, if they can just get hot from deep against Gonzaga, that would be the only way I see them really getting this game i like that okay so so we're on watch for the baylor versus houston game and if baylor has a somewhat off night shooting maybe like 25 percent, 20 percent from three point or you know and then like you know like a, a 40 percent from the field and still squeak out a victory bet baylor because mm-hmm. they're gonna get hot okay i like it all right and i wonder what the line's gonna be Gonzaga's going to beat UCLA by 20, and they're probably <laughs> going to be like 13-point favorites over Baylor. Probably not. They're probably going to be no, like... No, like, yeah, I wouldn't say 13. They're probably like six-point favorites. Yeah. No, I agree. And I'll take there. that plus six and every I'll, single day. I'll take day. the plus six as well, because I think Baylor will make that game close. Every single day, I'll take that plus six. Okay, so that's going to wrap it up for NCAA talk. Um, in other news, MLB opening day was yesterday, Thursday, April Fool's Day. It wasn't a joke. It actually happened. Yep. So that is great. Um, my biggest note for opening day actually was Cody Bellinger, Dodgers. Uh, he, uh, appeared to be a two run homer, um, in left center. The ball hit off the glove of outfielder Ramiel Tapia and bounded over the fence. Uh, Justin Turner was on first and he ran, he rounded second, thought that, uh, the guy caught it and then started running back to first and Cody Bellinger just kept running and ran past Justin Turner and then, um... He was called out. Yeah. Uh, Cody Bellinger was. and oh, No, Justin Turner was, wasn't he? No, I think, or, or both of them. Oh, well, it was one of them. I think it was Justin Turner, because if you pass a base runner, that base runner's out. Oh, okay. So I think Justin Turner was out, and Cody Bellinger just rounds the bases. Okay. And gets his home run. No, he didn't get his home run. He didn't? No, it was called back. So maybe Cody Bellinger was forced to stay on first, or maybe it was just ruled like a ground I, I thought double. It, I thought it was a, it was a one-run home run that should have been a two-run no. home run. I don't think so. I want to look this up. I thought it was... No. So, yeah. Well, what I was reading was that it wasn't a homer. I'll, I'll look up the box score really quick. Was okay. there anything else from that game? I mean, is your boys, I mean, you know, didn't... No, we, no, we lost. Uh, Clayton Kershaw played um, like playoff uh, Clayton. Uh, he had, you know, had like a seven point something ERA, uh, threw a couple wild balls where uh, Colorado scored off him. So, it, it was overall a really terrible game for the Dodgers, but it would have been a little bit nice to see Bellinger, you know, hit a two-run shot on opening day if uh, Justin Turner didn't just, I guess, not look, you know? I don't know. I mean, I mistakes happen, absolutely, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, so the way they ruled it was a single to deep left, 
Justin Turner scores Cody Bellinger out at second on a runner's fielder's choice. So at least Cody got the RBI. So that's something. <laughs> yeah, he got the RBI. <laughs> Um, so th- that was that was my major note for opening day. Nothing else major happened in my eyes. Did you see the video of Miggy hitting that home run in the in the snow? Mm-mm. In Hang- the snow, hanging in the Louvre is a beautiful slow mo from right behind him, hitting the ball, just cutting through it in the snow. Snow's falling, just a clean ass hit. He slid into second because he didn't think it was a home run because uh, <laughs> he didn't see. Yeah, but it was beautiful. If you get a chance, look at the video. Okay. Okay, right on. What about you, your notes for opening day? Oh, the Pirates won. The Pirates did win. I also have another good note when we start talking about um, some of our... We have some way too early rewards um, to give out. But um, So I have some love for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But good for them. Hey, you know what? We should come together as a podcast. You know, We have like the New York Islanders as our podcast team. Yeah. We should come together as a Pittsburgh Pirates because they're just so terrible. We're there for you, Tanner. Yeah, we're there for you, Tanner. You know what? We'll have some Pittsburgh Pirates talk every single time that we come on. Yeah, I would like to see a team that just is in the dog shed, you know, from the before the season even starts. Everyone's like, the Pirates aren't going to have a good year, so let's just ignore them. Right. I would like to see them at least finish middle of the pack. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe just finish like a couple games out of the wild card. And it's like, you know what? Pittsburgh yeah. Pirates, right on, you guys. Yeah, turn turn nothing into something. Yeah, would love yeah, to see because that. you guys are supposed to be in last place the entire year. Yes, but you know what? You're one and zero. You're one and zero right now. Yes, so undefeated. You. <laughs> You're undefeated. You may only be able to hear that once this season, but guess what? You get to hear it today and yesterday. Pittsburgh Pirates are undefeated. Yes, good for you, Tanner. Uh, my other biggest note was the Nats Mets series being. I think postponed. No. I don't know if it got it, like the whole series got postponed because of COVID. This is the issue: is that baseball was like, "Fuck it, we don't need restrictions. Was we'll play the game." And then opening day, they get a whole series canceled. Right, but so like, ah. so who tested positive? What's going there on? There were like three players that tested positive for the Nationals, I believe. You know what's crazy about like these sports and like testing positive? Like it happened with the Dallas Stars. Now it's happening in baseball already. Um, it didn't, it happened in the NFL. I have not tested positive once and I've gotten yeah. myself tested like multiple times. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on with these people and how they're testing positive or what they're doing at this point. <laughs> like you made it all the way up until the start of the season. And then what the couple days before opening day, you did something to go catch it. Right. How'd you, how, what are you doing? I just don't fucking get it. I want to, I want to know. Since, like, Texas doesn't have any restrictions anymore, right? Yes. You don't even have to fucking wear masks there anymore, right? Yeah. Move to Texas here if this shit continues. Um, do the Texas Rangers have to get tested? Do the opponents have to get tested when they, they're going to they Texas? They probably still do. Probably just for the MLB yeah, part of it. I would say for the MLB part because they don't want the other teams who have tighter restrictions in their states or Right, but do the, do the Rangers, like, players have to wear a mask everywhere because, like, they're like, hey. They probably do. They'll probably get fined by the MLB if they don't. It's, it's one of those, I, yeah. you know, like, Texas doesn't have restrictions. But, but the business, MLB does. And businesses right. in Texas still have the restrictions. Like, you, you can go to a business, and they can still require you to wear a mask yeah, in true. Texas. So it's probably something along those lines. True. Okay. Okay. That, that's fair. That's fair. Um, other than that, well, okay, so Red Sox and Orioles. That oh. got postponed. So what's going on there? I played today. Okay, for the first game? Yep. So what happened yesterday? I don't know. 
<laughs> I looked and it just said postponed, and they have not gotten any explanation for it. And then it said make update today. I think it just pushed it back a game. Hmm. I, I don't know if there was something with either of the teams weeks ago. Okay. And they just postponed it, or if there was something that came up in Boston, or I have no idea. Right. Okay. So, but, what are your what are your realistic expectations for the Red Sox this season? Uh, if we finish five hundred, I'll I'll be. I would like to finish over five hundred. Right. We have a lot of young guys right. that are up and coming that I would like to see perform for us. You know who would Somebody really help off. out the young guys on your team? Uh, Mookie Betts. Yeah, if you yeah. still had Mookie yeah. Betts. Or Jackie man. Bradley. Right. Yeah, that yeah. would also help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah all the guys. Uh, oh, also David Price. You know, <laughs> you know he, he might help some pitchers. Anyone, you know? anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Half your roster, yeah, they would help us. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so nothing going crazy on opening day except for a couple of things. Um, but baseball is back, full swing, so we're excited to get talking about that. Um, so we'll have a bunch of MLB, NBA talk, and then NHL playoffs are right around the corner. So yep. we, we have a bunch of sports that we're very excited about. NHL trade deadline in 10 days as well. Okay, and so. we'll... And we'll me and Logan will be able to talk about that next week, um, about some potential trades going on or and, and trades that have already happened. So we'll have a bunch of good stuff to talk about next week as far as that. So let's go ahead and go into our way too early MLB rewards. Where do you want to start out, NL or AL? Let's do NL for your Dodgers. Okay, okay. So for NL, let's go MVP. Sure. I'm just going to go with uh, the Nationals, Juan Soto. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I mean, I could pick, sit there and pick Cody Bellinger or someone else from the Dodgers. However, I think the Dodgers have so many good players, it's hard for one of them to stand out. Yes, You know, you can pick Mookie Betts, you can pick Cody Bellinger, you can pick Corey Seager, the World Series MVP, and I think he's going to have a really great season, but it's going to be really hard when all three of them and, you know, all five guys on the Dodgers nine are having amazing seasons. Yeah. So I think Juan Soto with the Nationals, he's only 22 years old, Yeah. which is fucking crazy, and he might not be the best young hitter in the game, but probably the best hitter in the game right now. Yeah, there was. I saw ESPN described him as Ted Williams, but twenty-two. That's what I got. Yeah, that's what I got. Ted Williams with twenty-two, which is ridiculous. Yeah. My favorite thing about Juan Soto was when the Nationals won the World Series two years ago. Yeah. He was twenty years old when the playoffs started, or when the season started, and then he turned twenty-one in like the middle of the World Series. That's awesome. So you got to drink. Yeah. You got to drink when they won. Yeah. But when they won, like the NLCS, technically. It was legal if you drank. So he he made it clear he was not touching the champagne when they won the NLCS. He was like, nope, not touching it. Like Everyone told him, do not touch the champagne. Then they won the World Series, and he got to pop a couple bottles. Hey, right on. And you know what? And last year, 351 batting average, 490 on base, 695 slugging percentage, plus... Uh, what is the OPS? I thought on that base was plus slugging. Okay, that's what I thought it had to do with on base. Okay, yeah, and that's why had... it's like always over one if you're like great. Yeah, so and it was one point one eight five. So he's an absolute stud on the Nationals, and I could see him winning NL MVP just because Nationals right now they don't have a whole lot, but they have him, and he could you know just lead them to a a decent maybe a playoff spot. So yeah. That's who I got. Who do you have? Uh, if I also had Juan Soto, but if not Juan Soto, I'm going to go Fernando Tatis Jr. I think he is going to be the best player on the best team in... Or, I'm sorry, we're in... NL. Yeah, NL. I'm going to say best player on the uh, second best team. <laughs> okay. Probably best, second best team. Or, or best, NL. or best. Yeah. yeah, I can see it either way. So for him, I mean, 
it just makes the most sense to me that uh, the best player on that team, he's so young, he has so much flair to his game as well, right. that if anyone's going to win it for them, I, I could see I could see it being Fernando Tatis, because Manny Machado's pushing it a little bit. Their pitchers are great. Well, I think Manny Machado, after he left the Orioles, he just never looked the same. He came to the Dodgers, and he played like shit in that World Series. Yeah. He played like absolute dog doo-doo, and I hated him for it. Cause I, I was stoked when the Dodgers grabbed Manny Machado for a season. I was like, all right, awesome. This is going to be great. And then he played like fucking doo-doo. Yeah. And I was worried about the same thing with Mookie Betts. Not that Mookie Betts is... I think Mookie Betts is way better. Yeah, you but than, when... But like that, that you know, that change, I thought it was going to take Mookie Betts a long time to, or, you know, a little bit longer just to get acclimated and play well. And I thought maybe this season was going to be the season for Mookie Betts. But he turned it on in the playoffs and he played like Mookie Betts. And so... But... Going back to Manny Machado, I agree with you. He's just, I don't, I think he's a little past his prime. Yeah, just a little bit. Okay, so NL Cy Young. Okay. Okay. Uh, I am going to go with Walker Bueller. Okay. I am a little bit biased, but I think um, it is his time. I have his stats up right here. So last season he was hurt. Oh, God, it didn't print big enough. God (laughs) damn it. However, in 2008, 19. So 2020, he got hurt. He, he, I mean, he played decent for the eight games that he pitched in. But in 2019, he had 215 strikeouts, an ERA of 3.28. Now, no, that's not going to win you a Cy Young. You need to be under three to win the Cy Young. Yeah. And I think this could be the season that he does that. Um, and because in the only season he had a bigger ERA was his rookie season when he had seven seven one. All the years after that, 2.62, 3.28, and then 3.44. So I think this could be the year where we see Walker Buehler absolutely shine, and he shined in the playoffs every single year. Um, I love when I, you know, when we were playing in the World Series, and I get to see Walker Buehler pitch. I always, always love that because I love Clayton Kershaw, but he's not our playoff guy, and I think Walker Buehler is, and I think he has a, a, a real chance at it. Yes, yeah, so you guys are gonna add the reigning Cy Young from what the AL? Yeah, or no, the NL because it was he was on the Reds. You guys add. Fucking NL Cy Young reigning winner, and then you guys get who was that? Bieber, Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, so you guys add Trevor Bauer and then win Cy Young the next year. So you just have two the back to back Cy Young winners <laughs> on the same team. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where the Dodgers get their money from. It's kind of like the thing that we're talking about with Tampa Bay. However, the Dodgers keep their players, and I don't understand how. I don't understand how they're signing these guys to long deals. I don't get it. Maybe something shady is going on with the Dodgers organization and their money. And maybe they're playing pay- players in Bitcoin. <laughs> hey, it's we're gonna, system. Yeah, we're going to give you 10 Bitcoins for this year. And that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Okay. Um, what about your Cy Young? Uh, I have Jacob DeGrom. Okay. I Jacob DeGrom. Okay, I almost went with DeGrom, but I had to go a little biased. Yeah, I think he's the favorite. He's the clear favorite to win NL Cy Young. He has been so dominant. He looks like the most dominant pitcher in almost all of baseball. And he's going to be in a Mets rotation where it's going to be probably just him as the guy. No, no, the the Mets are going to be to be have to hit very well to hit to win games when the Grum's not pitching. Yes, like a couple years ago, I remember it was like four or five years ago when the Mets had like the best rotation in baseball because they had Syndergaard and yeah. and uh, Degrom was coming up and they had like just a bunch of guys and now it feels like it's just Degrom and yeah. he's going to be carrying that team. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, and I think yeah. DeGrom is rightfully the favorite, and I'm just hoping Walker Buehler can kind of sneak in there. Yeah, I feel that. Gets back from from his injury and comes back just super healthy. Okay, so you don't have any rookies of the year? No. I I grabbed one from ESPN. Okay. Okay, so, um, and it's love to the Pirates, Cabrian Hayes. 
Um, he's the leader in way too early NL Rookie of the Year votes. Um, he played a little bit last year, but he it's kind of like the same thing with ML, our NBA, where you can still qualify for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, especially if you play a minimum games, especially in baseball because of the the. Um minor league system. Right. If you start out double A, move up triple A, and, and if you so get many called games, up, like, I don't think, yeah, you, you shouldn't be, like, you know, you should still count for the next season as a yeah. rookie of the year if you get called up in the middle of the season. Yeah. And I think he only played, like, 24 games. Yeah. yeah. 20, 20, he only played 24 games. He did have, he did hit 376 uh, with five homers in those 24 games. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, for... and he settled for sixth place to finish the award after only playing 24 games. So, to even crack, crack the top 10 after only playing 24 games, I think this year he could have a huge year for the Pirates, especially on a team where like he might be the only guy yeah. raking. So good on you, Pirates. You're one and zero. You might have a rookie of the year. Hopefully you don't fuck that up and trade him. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. I hope I didn't jinx you, Tanner. Don't worry. I'm rooting for your Pirates this season, man. All right, let's go ahead and go into AL. Yeah. Or do you want to do the Silver Slugger? I did like Silver Slugger slash MVP. So my. My silver slugger, it was going to be the uh, my NL Juan Soto. Yeah, Juan Soto. Yeah, I, I would agree. If, if if Juan Soto doesn't win MVP, I still think he will get the silver, silver slugger. Right, and so my AL silver slugger slash MVP is going to be Mike Trout. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> it just, it's Mike Trout. You can't pick against him. Like, <laughs> it's he, Mike Trout. Like, at this point, it's like, if he doesn't win, I won't be shocked, but I'm not going to pick against him because it's Mike fucking Trout. He's an absolute fucking stud. I mean, I always go back to the thing where I saw him in Top Golf. And like he's not a golfer, he's a baseball player, yeah. and he absolutely raked it over the fucking fence. Yeah, in top golf, and I mean the fence. I mean it's super high, but it's only like, you know, maybe like two fifty out there. But he just, he just ripped it over it, so that that thing would have been just gone yeah. if he was playing golf. So and you have the same one. Yeah, I also. Do you have any runners up? Uh, I do not. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't hard, have it. <laughs> I think it'd be hard to just try to pick one. Right. I mean, it's right. Yeah. Okay. So let's go. Al Cy Young. Um. I hope you have a different one than me, and if you don't, I hope you have a backup, because I'm going Garrett Cole. I do. Well, yeah, okay, perfect. So, I, I'm going Garrett Cole with the Yankees. He's still looking for his first Cy Young Award. Um, he's gotten close with top five finishes in the last three seasons, um, and he had 2.7 ERA and 12.9 strikeouts per nine innings, so Jeez. that just goes a testament of how good the AL pitching is. Yeah, I mean, he still hasn't won one. Right, and it, I mean, so Garrett Cole, hoping it's your year. You've been around the league a long, uh, a while now, and you know. So hopefully you can you can crack it. I know you're you're hoping for it, man. So we're I'm pulling for you. Yeah. Uh, I have Tyler Glass now. Yeah. In Tampa. Yeah. I think he is going to be again. It's similar to Jacob Degrom. He's going to be the star pitcher in that rotation. I mean, he was in the World Series. Yeah, exactly. He was in the World Series. He was the only reason Tampa Bay really won those. Games. Well, so they had Blake Snell. Oh, that's right. That's so who it, it was. was Blake Snell. And yeah. With him gone in fucking San Diego, you know, Tyler Glass now gets to step in at that role. Right. And I think he'll have just the same kind of year that Blake Snell had, and I think it could be him again. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, so then for AL Rookie of the Year, uh, I just, again, I, I went off ESPN for the Rookie of the Year, and it's going to be Randy Orozarino. Uh, oh, Orozarena, yeah. the, yeah. the kid in Tampa. He, yeah, he broke all the records in the World Series yeah. for like I mean, home so, runs and yeah. RBIs. Setting MLB re- postseason records: ten home runs, twenty nine hits, 64, 20, 64 total bases. Um, and he still has rookie eligibility for twenty twenty one. So, I mean, if he keeps up the playoff play into <clears throat> this season, 
I mean, I I think it's clear that yeah. he would win it. Yeah. However, I I was looking. I I didn't write down the names or anything like that. But there were a bunch of other AL rookies that were supposed to be very good. So I mean, it could be a very close race in the AL. A lot of good players in the AL. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Okay. Anything else with MLB you want to talk about? Uh, World Series predictions. World Series predictions. Yes. So I'm going to go Dodgers Same. for my N- NL. Yeah. Or the Padres. Yeah, Dodgers or Padres. It'd be if anyone other than those two teams makes it, I will be so surprised because <laughs> those two teams are clearly the most stacked talent teams. Right. Absolutely. So okay. So if it's not going to be the Dodgers or the Padres, let's look here. Who could it be? Ooh, yeah, it's just... <laughs> yeah, the, the rest of the league just looks not great. Especially when you have, like, the Rockies who trade away Nolan Arenado, and the Phillies have their best player is once... Or, sorry, is uh, Bryce Harper still, probably? Yeah. Who, I mean, Bryce Harper wore some sick fucking cleats on opening day. But I don't know if that's really going to translate into his production levels. Um, other than that, maybe uh, maybe Milwaukee, I... I just don't know a whole lot about about the rest of the NL. Yeah, it, it doesn't look it doesn't look good for the NL. Yeah, maybe maybe the Braves. I don't know. I mean, you know, they lost an opening day, but maybe they can make a move. Yeah, they do have Freddie Freeman, you know, reigning NL MVP. So right, see if they can build on that. Okay, so what about the American League? Then who do you have? It kills me to say it, and they choke every year. So I don't know why I'm picking them, but it's, I'm gonna say the Yankees. Yeah, I mean they're very good. They're very good. They're stacked as they always are. Yeah. Um. So I can easily see it being the Yankees. Um. Other than that, I mean, I could also see the Astros returning. Yeah, the Astros were dominant on opening day. Yeah. Very dominant. So I could see them returning. But other than that, you, you I, know, for Kyle, I'd love to see the Angels. I just they yeah, don't just have the don't pitching. See they don't have the pitching. But maybe Shohei Otani and Mike Trout just carry the whole team on their backs. Right. You know. Just. Go on a crazy run, and the maybe they just squeak in the playoffs. And then when you get in the playoffs, all bets are off. You never yeah. know what's going to happen in the yeah. playoffs. So if they can squeak in the playoffs, maybe, maybe. Um, I used to be a diehard A's fan. Um, I don't see the A's getting there this year. I don't think they have the pitching that they they have had in the past. They still they still got Matt Chapman, who's a raker, but uh, I just don't see them getting there. They lost by seven to the Astros on opening day, so. That doesn't bode well for them. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, Yankees, I could see the Rays putting together a decent season, even without Blake Snow, because yeah. they got class now. So I could see that, you know, I could see the Tampa Bay returning um, to the playoffs, maybe not to the World Series, though. That would be interesting, though, see him see a little rematch again yeah. and, at, with a full season under slate, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd also like to see the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays have a great young core of what, I think it's two guys that both their dads played in, in the majors. Might be three. Okay. They, they have a bunch of young guys that are the core of that team. I don't know what their pitching looks like, but I know their their batting is amazing. Okay. So maybe if they can, if their pitchers figure it out, or if their pitchers, I, I mean, you know, obviously I don't know, but if their pitchers have a great year, I could definitely see them making it too. Okay. Awesome. All right. We'll be on the lookout for the Blue Jays. All right. Hey, you got anything else for baseball? I do not. Okay. Let's go ahead and go into our segments, guys. Uh, so, as always, we shall start out with statistically significant. How many you got? I have one. Okay, I've got one as well. Um, oh, no, I, oh, it's technically two. but okay. no, no, it's two. Sorry. I have two. Okay, sorry, I'll, just, I'm, I'll, I'm I'll go with my first one, or my, my one, and then you can go with your two, okay? So, <laughs> sorry, Logan. Um, my statistically significant. Um, the 2010 Chargers. Mm. 
had the very had the first ranked offense and defense. Oh yeah, and didn't make the playoffs. Yep, that's all I got for significant. I can't even say it. Uh, it makes me giggle. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you were number one in both, and you didn't make the playoffs. I just don't know how that's possible. Yeah, that was that year was. How do you have the number one ranked defense and offense though? Like, like I just don't get it. Three facets of the game: special teams. <laughs> special teams lost us a lot of games, apparently. <laughs> a lot of kick returns. Yeah, I guess. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, my my two are going to be number one is going to be since the trade deadline. They were my boom in last episode. The Nuggets five man lineup. Of Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic, in 64 minutes, has outscored their opponents by 48 points. So just that group of five in a little bit of a game and a half is plus 48. Hey, watch out for those fucking Nuggets. They, yeah, I, I said it last week. They were my boom because of that move. Yeah, it, it adds another option. They could be making a nice push in the West. Absolutely, absolutely. My second one. So the Brooklyn Nets moved into the number one seed in the East. Did you know how many games Kyrie, James Harden, and KD have played together? All three? Yeah. Four. Seven. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Still, it's fucking unfair. Yeah. It's unfair that the three of them have only played seven games and they're still in first place in the East. Yeah. It is the East. Yeah. It's the East. And there's not a lot of great teams, or teams having great seasons, I should say. Yeah. But... It's still fucking ridiculous. Yes. No, no. I, and, and once they get that all together in the playoffs, and no just, one needs just to Just back when they get KD back. Yeah, ex- yeah. Just, like, like honestly, they could be without Kyrie or James Harding, Harden, but with KD, I think that makes that team just two of them. If it's it was not, KD yeah. or Kyrie or KD and James Harden, that team is just way better than, I think, Kyrie and James. It is, absolutely, because KD's scoring ability is... Is second to none, I would say. I would say so yeah. as well. He's just how like he's averaging like twenty nine points. Yeah, no, his in the games that he's played. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's probably, fucking dumb. Yeah, he's probably played like twelve. Yeah. this year it's yeah, it's and ridiculous. he's averaging twenty nine. It's yeah. dumb. Yeah, that's um, all I have for statistics. I agree. All right, so are we going boom or bust or roast? Boom or bust. Okay, so I've got uh two boom or three booms and two busts. What do you got? I got two and two. Okay, so I'm gonna go with my. Um, First boom. Cool. We'll, so, we'll trade off booms. Okay. So, no, I was talking about Matt Nagy playing yeah. Colin <laughs> plays. So, my boom is the Packers, Lions, and Vikings because they each get two free wins. Yes. <laughs> Especially with I was typing that Andy out. Dalton's their starting Yeah, I mean, so. you, got, you got two free wins, man. You got Matt Nagy, Colin plays, and you're playing against Andy Dalton, dude. You guys each get two free wins. So, Packers, Lions, Vikings, you're booming this season. Right on. My first boom is going to be Ryan Tannehill. Calling out Derrick Henry. I don't know if you saw the video of Derrick Henry doing push-ups on an elastic band with his feet on a medicine ball and a uh, chain around his neck. No. That yeah. sounds very hard. Yeah, it is very hard. And then Ryan Tannehill, no chain around his neck. Doing some push-ups, legs on a medicine ball, hands on an elastic band. And he called and he was like, your move, Derrick. A little, little quarterback running back action going on there. Ryan Tannehill, boom. Let's, rest of the should be on watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, my next boom, deers. Oh, <laughs> deers. Uh, they're taking back the roads. <laughs> so a deer, a deer uh, crashed through the windshield of Virginia's school bus and landed on a student who was taking a nap during the, <laughs> during the morning commute. So deers 
you're fucking booming, man. Taking back the roads, man. You know, you know, deers always get hit by cars and they always die, right? Yeah, well, they cause the most accidents of right. anything. Not, not this fucking deer, man. He's like, no, school bus came out of you, boom, through your window. And luckily, kid wasn't hurt, deer wasn't hurt. Uh, school bus driver opened up the door, deer ran off. Absolutely. Good job, deer. You're booming. Yes, I agree, 100%. My second boom is going to be Johnny Juzang for putting his name on the map in this tournament. His last performance uh, against Michigan, putting up 28, and he's been putting up performances like that the entire tournament. After transferring from Kentucky because he wasn't getting any playing time, it is so nice to see a kid like that absolutely go off and Good. put his name on the map and probably in discussions in the NBA draft. Good. Absolutely good for him. Good for him. Okay, my my final boom is bees. Oh, boy. Bees are coming back. Say, yeah. Say the bees. Yeah. Bees are coming back in a big way. They're taking back what's theirs, which is fucking the environment. Right? A man returned to his car in the parking lot of a New Mexico grocery store, ended up needing help from firefighters when he found a swarm of 15,000 honeybees had taken up residence in the vehicle. <laughs> I've seen a video, I, it's one of my favorite videos I've ever seen, of uh, some bees made a nest, or a hive, I should say, I'm not, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. They made a hive in the trunk of some guy's car, and he got in the car and didn't realize, and then he started driving off, but the queen is still in the trunk, and so they're all just following his car, so he's just driving down the road, <laughs> and there's a swarm of bees following this car, because they're trying to get back to their queen. <laughs> See, bees, you, you know what, you're coming back in a big way, uh, apparently, um... Freaking, he was only in stores for 10 minutes, and then he came out, and the bees were just, like, swarming his car, and he was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And apparently, so the firefighters um, summoned, that's a, how the article says, oh, nice. summoned a uh, 37-year-old beekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking lie. They summoned a beekeeper, and the beekeeper was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, sometimes they make nests in cars. Oh, well, great fact. Yeah, Thank- thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. And apparently the guy borrowed his car from his buddy. So, oh no, he's <laughs> not even his car, and he goes out. And he's like, "Oh, making shit. making that phone call." So listen, so I listen. Should... You had a fucking beehive in your car, dude. And it was <laughs> I didn't know that. this. I didn't know this before he gave me the car. Yeah. So bees, you're booming. I love it. Okay. Uh, bust. I have two. I have two as well. I'll go ahead and start. Go for it. Um, my bust is priests. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I mean, always, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. This time in a big way. Okay. <laughs> So, a Louisiana priest um, got charged for vandalism after he had... Vandalism? <laughs> okay, it could be a boom. I'll let you decide. Okay, okay. it could be a boom or a bust. I'll okay. let you decide. So, priests. Uh, because a Louisiana priest got charged with vandalism for having a threesome with two dominatrices on the altar. <laughs> on the altar? That's a boom. That's okay. a boom. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta give that to the guy. <laughs> you had a threesome. He was taping it. There were sex toys laying oh, around. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolute boom. He gave no shits. Yeah. Okay. Booming for him. Okay, then I got one bus. Okay. And, and honestly, my other bust could be a boom. Okay. We'll, we'll let you decide. Uh, my first bust, close to my heart. Uh, Brittany's trying to learn how to juggle, so jugglers, you're a bust. <laughs> Brittany's coming for your ass. Oh, absolutely. Right on. How's she doing? Uh, she, uh, she gave up after a couple minutes, but, but gotta start somewhere. Yeah. Gotta absolutely. start somewhere. I can juggle with one hand. Oh, really? Yeah, a little right. bit. Well, you're on watch, because Brittany's learning how to juggle. Okay. So <laughs> I can't juggle with two hands, so yeah. that, that shit is way beyond me. All right. And then you can go with your... Okay, so... Um, my bust is Taiwan, specifically a sushi rest- su- sushi restaurant in Taiwan. Okay. So they had a promotion where they gave out free sushi for anyone 
with the name salmon involved in their name. And in like Taiwanese, that's like guia or something like that. I think it's in this article real quick. Um, Or 50% off discount for anybody with a type of C name. Ah. Okay. So dozens of people received free meals the first day of the promotion and more than 1,000 had received discounts. According to the report, in order to score the freebie, um, about 150 mostly young people officially changed their name <laughs> with government offices. Nice. Uh, that led to diners, or di- yeah, diners with names translated to Salmon Prince, Meteor Salmon King, and Salmon Fried Rice, <laughs> showing up to claim free food. According to the report, one freebie seeking, uh, gu- I don't even know what that means, even set a record for the country's longest name. Chen loves Taiwan. Abalone, tuna, salmon, snow crab, sea urchin, scallop, lobster, and beef. <laughs> Mifel, Palas de Chine, Regent, Hilton, Caesar Park, Hotel Royal. That's a name. That is a name now. <laughs> he's trying to get all the discounts. He goes to a Hilton and he's like, listen, my name is Hilton. <laughs> yeah. So that's a name. And then one college student, this was my favorite one. One college student said that he and his friends had eaten the equivalent of more than $235 in sushi after he changed his name to Explosive Good-Looking Salmon. <laughs> explosive Good-Looking? Why those two adjectives? <laughs> explosive Good-Looking. Not Explosively Good-Looking. Explosive. <laughs> um, so, sushi restaurant, you're a bust because... What a dumb promotion. <laughs> what a dumb promotion. And then people in Taiwan... You're booming. I'm glad the whole country came together. Yeah, you guys came together to get some free sushi. So right on. Love it. Uh, my second bus is toenails. Okay, what's going on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, okay. It's Andre Drummond. <laughs> <laughs> In his debut, busts a toenail, rips the whole thing off, has to go out after a couple minutes, but it's not going to hold him back. Fuck you, toenails. Can't hold him out. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck you, toenails. We'll be back, I hate toenails, we'll be back in man. a couple games. I hate toenails, man. How often, do you trim your, how often do you trim your toenails? I don't know. I don't keep track. Right. But it's, I don't it's keep not track. very often. Yeah, it's not very often. Then every once in a while I look down, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. I, I, I got something. Like, I'll catch you on a sock. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's time. Yeah, like I can't even get my sock on. I'm like, yeah. fucking Jesus. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go into roast. How Sounds many you got? I have one. Okay, so technically I have one as well. My first one was the NBA, Kevin Durant, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We already talked about that. Uh, so my one roast is Patrick Grimes. Um, he is a golfer. I think mainly he's pro, but I think mainly he plays on the Corn Ferry Tour, which is kind of like the AAA of PGA. Okay. okay. So he's playing in the Valero Texas Open right now. Um, he is not going to make the cut. And the reason why is he shot an 85 on Thursday and then an 80 today. Now, for those of you that don't know, Jesus. an 85 on the PGA Tour is just so, so, so bad. Like, when I shoot an 85, I'm like, you know what? Had a decent day. You know what I mean? I've shot in the 70s before. It's not often. It's rare when I do it. But, but like, an 85 for me, I'm like, you know what? Did okay. I'm a happy camper. I'm going to go home, drink a beer, because I had a decent round of golf. And 80, if I shot an 80, I'd be like, you know what? That's pretty damn good. I'm very happy with that. But for him, <laughs> yeah, no. When you're actually on on the when tour, when you're getting paid to play golf tour. and you shoot an 85, dude. And it was only by chance I was looking at this because I'm sitting there looking at the scoreboard, checking Ricky Fowler, and he's having a great day today. Actually, I haven't checked it right now in in a minute. But for the fact that you shot 165 
for over two days is just absolutely terrible. Oh, Ricky Fowler shot minus four today. Total even on the tournament. Thursday did terrible. Plus four today. Minus four, even on the tournament. Going to make the cut. He's tied for 32nd. He's going in the right direction. Yeah. Good job, Ricky. You're probably going to fall apart on Saturday because that's what you do. But guess what, man? You're still my guy, and I still love you. However, Patrick Grimes, you're my roast. You're terrible. I think I could have gone out there and shot a 90. I think Tiger, in his current state, could have gone out there and shot an 80. With, with, with no legs. Yeah. With no legs, in, he just in, a shot. Ho- in a wheelchair, in a hospital bed, just swinging from his hip. Yeah. 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 No. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely he could have. All right. What, what is your roast? Uh, the NCAA. For numerous reasons, oh, they suck. Yeah. But terrible. in particular, they did a promo video for the women's Final Four. Uh, they left Arizona out. <laughs> there's, uh, and it, so there's only three teams. There's only three teams in the Final Four, apparently. <laughs> there were only three teams in the promo video, and they immediately, it took them a couple minutes, and they pulled the video. Oh, okay. And they were like, we're sorry, and apologized to Arizona. There's four teams. <laughs> I don't know how you missed one of the teams. Right, how do you, how do you, because, you know, you got to rewatch the video. Yeah, you gotta rewatch. You gotta edit the whole thing. <laughs> you, you gotta, know? You gotta go find clips like, for each of them. Are we missing anything? No. All right, post. You're, you're finding <laughs> clips for each of these teams. You all right? South Carolina women's basketball finds some clips. Stanford women's basketball finds some clips. UConn easy finds picks. I think we're done. <laughs> it's probably because they're playing UConn and they don't have a chance. But that's that's still not fair to them. Right. You got you got at least show one chick maybe draining a three. Yeah, do do something. Give me something. Something. But just left the whole damn team out. <laughs> So the NCAA, you're my roast. Arizona, you're also on a roast because you're so bad. <laughs> yeah. Somehow you made the Final Four, but you're so bad that the, the NCAA forgot about you. All right. Hey, guys. That is... Do you have anything else to add? No. That was it for this week. Okay. Awesome. Hey, guys. So me and Logan will be back next Friday. Uh, it should be an awesome episode. We'll have a bunch of N- uh, NHL talk. We'll have some NBA talk. We'll have... Uh, Logan will write it up, and we'll have a, we'll have a great yeah, episode. We'll recap the NCAA finals. Yeah, exactly. We'll have a lot of stuff to talk about. So, me and Logan's Friday episode is probably going to be pretty long, but uh, we're going to make you guys endure through that since we don't have Kyle. Um, but hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in last week with Kyle and uh, Logan, and then thanks for tuning in today with Logan and Tim. Um, after next week, Kyle should be back, and we should be in full force. All three of us again. So, hey, appreciate the support as always, guys. If you want to support us for five bucks a month, ten bucks a month, whatever you guys feel like, anchor.fm slash totally talking sports. You guys can go in there. Thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah, we appreciate the support as always. Again, thank you for sticking, us, sticking with us through these weird couple of last weeks with just everything that we've got going on in our lives. We are always going to be here for you guys with all this sports talk, and we will catch you guys in, in next week. <laughs>